Rowdy Telez absolutely destroys a pitch for a home run. Hunter Renfro hits his first home run as a Brewer. He really needed that. Corbin Burns was really good, like amazingly good. He gave up a couple home runs, and I understand that. But if you break down his numbers and some of the things he was doing today, it was nothing short of spectacular. The Brewers take the series from the Pirates, and now they'll be looking for a series sweep if they can come up with the win tomorrow afternoon here at American Family Field. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings. My name is Matt Pauley, Vinny Rotino, Bally Sports Wisconsin analyst. Former Brewer is going to join me in our upcoming segment. If you want to join the program, you can do so by by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I mentioned Rowdy Telez. I mentioned Hunter Renfro. I mentioned Corbin Burns. I didn't, and I should have. I did not mention Devin Williams. That was good to see him go out and uh, pitch just a a nice inning. And the struggles he's been going through, uh, I I don't think you can make too much out of just sort of a normal, conventional, everything is kind of working sort of day for Devin Williams. And then Josh Hader was Josh Hader and came in. A very odd statistical anomaly about this game as well. Uh, and I, I don't know if I've seen it. I don't know if Vinny's seen it. We're going to discuss it, uh, something that was very unique to this game. We'll discuss that and much, much more. It's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Burns the 2-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a curveball. Ten strikeouts for Corbin Burns. Seven innings tonight and just the two runs allowed for the Brewers. Cy Young Award winner. 5-2. Brewers get the win over Pittsburgh. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Want to join us? You can do so. 855-616-1620. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well. At Matt Pauley on air. Let's bring in former Brewer and current Bally Sports Wisconsin analyst Vinny Rotino. Vinny, I'll be honest with you. I didn't realize this was going on as the game moved along. There was not a single out that went off the infield in this game. There were no techno, uh, from a Brewers pitching perspective, there were no fly ball outs. Corbin Burns had 11 ground outs to go along with 10 strikeouts, no fly outs. Devin Williams, two ground outs and a strikeout, no uh, fly outs. Josh Hader, two ground outs and a strikeout, no fly outs. It's hard for me to remember a pitching staff never allowing an out on the outfield. Obviously, the two home runs were given up, but outside of that, nothing left the infield. Yeah, I mean, absolutely amazing. I, I don't remember or recall anyone ever talking about something like that. So, I mean, it, it, it's just a testament to how good this uh, group is, right? I mean, Corbin Burns was absolutely brilliant tonight. Devin Williams looked like, you know, what we need him to look like. And then Josh Hader was just being Josh Hader. So, yeah, I mean, it was an incredible pitching performance, keeping guys off balance, all three of these guys. Corbin Burns obviously set, setting the tone with doing that. But, yeah, I mean, there was really no barrel besides the the hits, right? I mean, the, the two home runs, there was a, a line drive up the middle as well. But, uh, I mean, it's amazing how Corbin Burns is able to keep the ball off the barrel. 
Yeah, so his usage today, he used the cutter a lot, and it was working, and he got seven swings and misses on the cutter, but he was sprinkling everything else in. His curveball, he got five swings and misses off his curveball today, throwing it uh, just 18 times. And, I mean, we can go through the numbers on the changeup and the sinker and the slider if we want to do that, but the bottom line is it really felt like today was a day where those pitches working off the cutter were as good as they've ever been. And Matt, I got to tell you, at first inning, I'm like, my goodness, he did something in between starts here to make that cutter even more electric and more explosive and have more movement on it. It certainly it feel, it felt like that. I actually reached out to Dom Catronio and asked him for the horizontal movement on the pitch. He said that, you know, typically he's got a four inches of lateral movement, not to get too, too deep here into the nerd stuff here, but he got usually his average is four inches of lateral movement on the cutter. Tonight he was hitting sixes and sevens sometimes. So I really do think, and I'm going to actually reach out to Chris Hook to see if there's anything that he did specifically to make that cutter more explosive and have more movement. I mean, he was peppering corners with this pitch that was moving six, seven inches. And then, yes, he was he was using all of his other stuff off of it. I mean, and good luck to hitters when, when he's got everything. I mean, you see Daniel Vogelback swing at that changeup like he, it was a wiffle ball game. Right. I mean, it was crazy because uh, and Daniel Vogelbach doesn't take swings like that. He's a professional hitter. He's got such a short, quick swing. And, and Burns is throwing that change up to put him away. And it would look like, man, this guy has no chance. And he's one of the better contact hitters in all of baseball. So it was absolutely a brilliant outing. It was it was absolutely disgusting, the stuff that he was throwing up there. Okay, so I want to break down a little bit of what you just said because what you said was significant. When you're talking about a guy who's got a four-inch break on a pitch and all of a sudden that's going to six or seven inches, when you're doubling the break on what is already really solid in the first place, that is, that is a very significant number. It is. I mean, it really, really is. And it's so it's so when Corbin Burns throws that cutter, right? I mean, sometimes you see it every once in a while. He threw one up and then actually hit the backstop on a fly tonight. And it just slipped out of his hand. And and when you don't have the right feel and the right pressure of that pitch, sometimes it comes out and it just spins a little bit. And again, you actually saw a couple of those tonight. But when he really feels that middle finger, really a little extra pressure on him, that's all it is. And he does this naturally with the way that he throws it, but he's kind of really elevated and enhanced the movement of it and gotten it super consistent and, and with the ability to command it now. It really does move like a like a, uh, a slider almost, that much movement, yes, and it's at 95 miles an hour, 96 sometimes, and the ability to backdoor it to a left-handed hitter. So it's starting in the other batter's box and then coming back over the outer part of the plate. It's unhittable, right? And so when you're adding movement to it, I mean, this kid's getting better. It's scary that this kid's getting better, right? He's only yeah. made these changes since 2020, right? And the ability to kind of make these changes and enhance some of these pitches. So it's actually a little bit scary as to how good this kid can get. How important was it for Devin Williams just to kind of have a, an uneventful night? Oh, big time, right? I mean, so, again, this kid kind of broke on the scene in, in the same year, in 2020, with no fans, and all of a sudden we see him struggle a little bit in 2021. Now that there's fans, there's a little more pressure. You add fans into that third deck, believe it or not, that, that's a big deal, okay? So it's not the minor leagues anymore. And so we've seen Devin Williams 
not buckle at all under the pressure. It's more of just, uh, you know, maybe struggle a little bit when there is some stressful pitches that need to be made. He hasn't been able to make them sometimes. And that's just the maturation process. And so as he continues to struggle in some of these outings and then bounce back, that's huge because now you learn how to bounce back as a player. And so um, that is a, a very big deal for Devin Williams to come out and do what he did tonight. So we got a text message from Doug. He said if the Brewers could just get Burns three to four runs a game, he would get close to 20 wins. Show it again tonight why he's the best pitcher in baseball. Hater is unhittable. Uh, he's on his way to 45 or 50 saves. If they can't keep both those guys, who would you keep? So that's the question. So Doug's going to a hypothetical world where you can only keep a Corbin Burns or a Josh Hader. I lean Burns because he's a starter. Uh, he He's the best. He's so good at what he does, and you have a Devin Williams so you could move into that spot. If you only could choose one of those guys moving forward, where would you go, Vinny? I mean, I mean, as good as Josh Hader is, and I love Josh Hader, I think he's super important to this team and winning a world championship. I also lean Burns. Um, you know, I would lock him up right now. I know that that's a risky proposition in locking up pitchers to long-term deals, but I think he's that good. I think he really takes care of himself and his body and and, and what he has to do to prepare himself to start on a every every six days. So I, I, I think Burns is the guy that you, you do need to lock up if you want to extend this window. We'll take a break for the news. That begins in two minutes. We'll be back after that. Vinny and I will uh, switch sides, and we'll talk about what the hitters did tonight specifically. Uh, a big-time home run from Rowdy Telez. He just, I mean, he destroyed a pitch. Hunter Renfro hit his first home run, which is a big deal as well. We'll get into all that coming up in just a moment. Brewers get the win over the Pirates 5-2. The news in two minutes here on WTMJ. again. Here it is. He struck him out looking. And this one is over. Sutsugo, watch that one go by. And Scott Berry liked it. And the Brewers take game two, final 5-2 Milwaukee. Brewers Extra Innings continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, Vinny Rotino, former Brewer, Valley Sports Wisconsin analyst here as well. And Vinny, we, we talked a lot about the pitching. Let's get into the couple home runs today. First off, the Rowdy Telez home run. He absolutely destroys it off the bat, 114.2 miles per hour. That was a 99th percentile exit velocity. Man, it's fun when he gets a hold of one. Yeah, seriously, this guy is a big part of their offense. He's that big left-handed bat in the middle that's going to provide a lot of protection. He's going to have a lot of opportunities to drive and runs. Yep, and when we see him do this, it's it's encouraging, right? Because he needs to drive the ball. He needs to drive the ball out of the ballpark, and he's got two on the season already. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, the Brewers haven't hit a ton of home runs. They hit a couple tonight, so that was a good sign. The Hunter Renfro home run in many ways was the more important one, not because of the game, but because of uh, what it maybe means for the team moving forward. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, Vinny, about waiting to see Renfro get kind of unlocked, unleashed, whatever word you want to use, and sometimes you hit that first one and then it starts to really snowball from there. I think Brewers fans could be hopeful that maybe that can happen with Renfro. Really good to see him get that first one of the year. 
Here's another guy that they're going to need, right? And I think this is going to offer protection in the lineup for Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich struggled, yes. he's He certainly has struggled the last couple of years, but he also didn't have much protection either. And so when you get Rowdy Telez starting to hit home runs, and then all of a sudden you get Hunter Renfro to offer protection as well, that's a big a big deal. Um, we're missing that from Avi Garcia. had a good year for the Brewers last year. I mean, he had a bunch of home runs, so hopefully he can replace that production and those that ability to drive the ball out of the ballpark and drive runs in. So that is extremely important, especially with the right-handed bat, right? Because we talked about that a lot as well, that the left-handed pitching has kind of eaten the Brewers alive. So uh, Renfro is also a very important piece. You know, Craig Council yesterday after Yelich had the big game with the double and the grand slam, his point during his post-game media session yesterday was, Let's just let the season play out. Let's just see what happens. And it's funny because Yelich has that big game yesterday. Comes back with an 0 for 4 today. Uh, he, he had he hit a ball hard, uh, but he had two strikeouts. Uh, just it's the way this game works. And I think maybe that next thing we're still waiting for on Yelich is for him to maybe string together some really big games back to back to back. Yep, and you saw that in his first at-bat where he just missed a tough pitch uh, from Brubaker, and he just kind of missed it. It was it was a curveball, I believe, on the outer part of the plate, and he waited back very nicely on it, and he just got underneath. And so you felt like, okay, if he would have squared that ball up and hit that ball out of ballpark, I know that's a big hypothetical, but that would just kind of gain momentum to getting hot, right? And then once he's hot, man, there's nobody that can get hotter than – Christian Yelich, he hit a missile that I don't know why Ben Gamble was playing on the warning track for that ball, but I mean, if he's playing in normal depth in left field, that would have been over his head for a double, so you definitely want to see these guys string together, uh, especially Christian Yelich, string together some hot games, some, some, some you know, it's just momentum. You, you start to feel better as a player, especially important for Christian to feel better as a player, because I do think he carries a lot of weight of the offense on his own shoulders. Brewers get the 5-2 win in Milwaukee. We'll take a break when we come back. The post-game comments from manager Craig Council. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers get the win over the Pirates. They secure a series win. Now they'll look for a series sweep tomorrow. Corbin Burns was really good. Uh, Seven innings, two runs on four hits, ten strikeouts, no walks. The only two runs he gave up were a couple home runs. Manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago, and uh, he opened up his thoughts talking about Burns' performance. You know, there's little things you look for, and I thought he was still doing them really well. Um... You know, this this was his best start of the year. I thought, and I didn't give him a run last start, but I thought he thought he was really on with his stuff tonight. For the three pitchers, can you remember the last time that the ball didn't leave the infield? Um, I, I yeah, I didn't, I did not, I didn't realize that, but um, yeah, that's pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, well, Willie had a great night on defense. I mean, he played, he made some really nice plays, and. Um, 
tough plays, a couple of really tough plays. It's kind of indicative. And Colton's last play, yeah, yeah. Kind of indicative of you know the, those three pitchers as only they're racking up a lot of strikeouts, and then when Corbin's on, kind of you know, they're pounding those cutters into the ground. Yeah. No, they were good. I mean, it's it's not necessarily Josh and Devin's mo, but they they I thought Devin was pounded the strike zone with with his heater tonight, and um, what was really good with his heater, um, and that was that was a good sign. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they didn't not many balls squared up tonight. You only got three hits, but you're getting the home runs now that were missing earlier. Just how do you feel about just where your offense is? Yeah. Well, if we hit home runs, it's going to be okay, <laughs> you know, no matter what, you know, if you hit some home runs. Um, but, uh, we, we, you know, we got some, you know, you get a ball to hit, and we did some damage with the balls we got to hit. They, they pitched well. The last kid pitched really well. Um, that, that, that's, those, those were tough at-bats against Contreras. I mean, he's throwing really hard and throwing his breaking ball for strikes. Um, he, he, he was impressive. And, uh, you know, Brubaker came back after a tough inning, and, and – you know, was on the corners with his stuff tonight. So we took it. We hit. We hit our mistakes um, good tonight. Um, did damage with them and got a break on Colton's ball. Obviously, got jammed, but um, that that was a big big spot there too. So it's, it's one of those nights where you got to take it where you get it. Manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a few moments ago. Brewers get the win over the Pirates 5-2. If you're just joining us and didn't hear us mention this earlier in the show, of all the outs today that Brewers pitchers recorded, none of them went off the infield. We know about the two home runs. Obviously, those are not outs. Uh, But everything was a strikeout or a ground out today. There were zero fly ball outs uh, from Brewers pitching, which is remarkable. Like I use the word remarkable too often. It's a word that I, I just kind of go to. And then when I really want to use it, I feel like uh, it doesn't have the impact because this is absolutely remarkable that there were no fly ball outs from the Brewers pitchers today. Just, just incredible that that happened. We'll go back through the game with the highlights. That's next. Brewers get the 5-2 win over the Pirates. Back with more in a moment on WTMJ. Ready for this? This get up and this time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 5-2 Brewers get the win over the Pirates starting a pitching matchup. Corbin Burns on the mound for the crew. JT Brubaker making the start for the Pirates. You're going to hear this a lot. Uh, The way this game got started, old friend Daniel Vogelback at the plate in the top of the first. Burns wheels and deals again, a swing and a miss on a beautiful changeup, and that takes care of Vogelback. Yeah, and he would strike out Brian Hayes for the third out of that first inning. So there's a lot of strikeouts uh, from Burns today. Speaking of that, how about the second inning as Yoshi Susugo is at the plate? Now the pitch. It is a strike looking, and he's gone. Back-to-back strikeouts for Corbin Burns. That's number three in the game. Yeah, three of his first four outs were recorded via the strikeout. The Brewers get on the board in the bottom of the second inning. Andrew McCutcheon leads the inning off with a walk. Next hitter, Rowdy Telez. Swinging a drive to right and deep. Get up, get up, get out of here, and gone for Telez. To the second deck, 
in right, no doubt about it. And the Brewers have a 2-0 lead on a bullet-like home run off the bat of Rowdy Telez. 114-mile exit velocity from Rowdy Telez. Brewers have a 2-0 lead. The inning is not over. After the first out is recorded on a Hunter Renfro flyout, followed by a Jace Peterson strikeout, the Brewers get a gift with Lorenzo Kane at the plate. 3-2 delivery. Lorenzo, a bouncer, back up the middle and gobbled up. Newman has it, throws off target, and Lorenzo's going to reach. Yeah, it's ruled an air on Newman, so that keeps the inning going. Victor Caratini then walks. Runners on at first and second for Colton Wong. From the stretch, Colton, broken bat little fly ball and is dropping for a fair ball down the right field line. One run is in for sure. They're going to try to score the second one. They will. Victor Caratini from first on that broken bat little humpback liner down the right field line and the Brewers now lead 4-0. They score the four runs on just two hits, take that 4-0 lead to the top of the third inning where Corbin Burns just keeps striking guys out. The second out of the inning was a Roberto Perez strikeout after Kevin Newman gets a base hit. It is once again Daniel Vogelback at the plate. 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a really good changeup, and the inning is over. So it's a 4-0 game going to the third. Things would kind of settle in after that. Corbin Burns just continued to absolutely roll through the Pirates in the fifth inning. There's one man on. There's two outs, and it's Roberto Perez at the plate. 1-2 delivery. Hey, struck him out on a check swing, and Roberto Perez ends the inning for the Pirates. And just strikeout after strikeout. It remains 4-0. The Pirates would get on the board, though, in the top of the sixth inning. With one out, it is once again Daniel Vogelback at the plate. Now the 2-2. Hit to center and deep and big trouble, and this one is gone for Vogelback. The Pirates are on the board. He hit a low fastball. But Corbin Burns would get back to doing what he does best. Next hitter, Brian Reynolds. One and two. Corbin Burns deals. Swing and a miss. Struck him out. The strikeout train continues in the seventh inning. With one out, it's another old friend in Ben Gamble. One-two pitch. Swing and a miss. A beautiful changeup from Burns. Down and away, and he strikes out Gamble. That is strikeout number nine for Corbin Burns. Next hitter, Josh Van Meter. 2-1 pitch, and Van Meter, a fly ball to deep center field. Kane racing back onto the warning track, leaps up, and this one's going to fly out of here for Josh Van Meter. So that makes it a 4-2 game. All of a sudden, it starts to become a game just a little bit. Corbin Burns, though, one strikeout away from 10 for the day. He would do it against Cole Tucker. Burns the 2-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a curveball. Ten strikeouts for Corbin Burns. Seven innings tonight and just the two runs allowed for the Brewers' Cy Young Award winner.
And that would be the final out that he would record. His day is done after seven strong innings. Brewers would get some breathing room in the bottom of the seventh inning with Hunter Renfro leading off the inning. 1-1 pitch, high drive, deep left, and there's that power from Hunter Renfro. Renfro's first home run as a member of the Brewers makes this a 5-2 ball game. Devin Williams would come on to pitch the eighth inning for the Brewers. Remember, he's been struggling here recently, but he did not struggle tonight. He would get Roberto Perez to ground down. He would get Kevin Newman to ground out. And then with two outs in the inning, it's once again Vogelback at the plate. And the pitch. He struck him out looking, and no argument from Vogelback on that one. That was right down the middle at 96. Strikes him out to end it. Vogelback's not going to have many three strikeout nights. Kind of an all or nothing night for him with the three strikeouts and the home run. Josh Hader on to pitch for the Brewers in the ninth inning. He would get a ground out off the bat of Brian Reynolds. Then Key Brian Hayes grounds out. So two outs, and that play, by the way, made by Colton Wong was pretty uh, spectacular. Uh, it was just, it was a really solid infield night for the Brewers between Colton Wong and Willie Adamas. Both players made uh, some really nice defensive plays. So two outs in the inning, and Sasugo's back at the plate. One and two. Hater all set again. Here it is. He struck him out looking. And this one is over. Sutsugo, watch that one go by. And Scott Barry liked it. And the Brewers take game two, final 5-2 Milwaukee. With the win, the Brewers go to 7-5. The Pirates drop to 5-6, winning totals for the crew. Five runs, three hits, no errors. They leave just one. For Pittsburgh, two runs, four hits, one error. They leave two. Winning pitcher Burns, he's 1-0. The loss to Brubaker, he's 0-2. Josh Hader, his fifth save. Home runs, Rowdy Telez, his second. Hunter Rentro, his first. Daniel Vogelback, his second. Josh Van Meter, his first. The game lasting just two hours and 29 minutes. Played in front of a crowd of 22,747 folks here at American Family Field. Brewers get the win over the Pirates 5-2. They're looking for the series sweep. We'll preview the series finale, get you some scores from around baseball as well. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Wake up with me. Hey, it's WTMJ's Greg Mantzik. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 for Mantzik's Morning Minute. Everything you need to know about all your favorite Wisconsin teams in just 60 seconds. Lob pass up top from Middleton to Giannis, who flushes it through with a left hand. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Get up! Get up! Get way out of here and go! Sponsored by Holiday Automotive in Fond du Lac. Tonight, 5-2, they knock off of Pittsburgh. Some of the uh, notable things that happened in this game. Corbin Burns was really good. Ten strikeouts, no walks for Burns. Uh, he was borderline unhittable. He gave up a couple home runs, but outside of that, 
nothing more. In fact, uh, it was his 13th career start with 10 or more strikeouts. He has a major league best seven starts with 10 or more strikeouts and no walks since the beginning of the 2020 season. Uh, nobody else has done that. Uh, the Brewers improved to 8-0 and in games that Rowdy Telez has hit a home run since he has been a Brewer. So if Telez goes deep, the Brewers uh, tend to win. Hunter Renfro hitting his first home run of the season and uh, good for him to be able to do that his first, not just his first home run of the season but his first home run as a member of the Brewers. So these two teams they are scheduled to uh, wrap up the series coming up tomorrow afternoon before an off day on Thursday and, and I know there was the one postponement in the Cubs series but it just feels like since the start of the season it's just been go, 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 go and now an, an opportunity to take a little bit of a breath with uh, two nights in a row without games thanks to the day game tomorrow and then the off day on Thursday before they are on the road coming up this weekend. Let's take a look at some other scores from around baseball. We will start in the National League Central. The Cubs fall short tonight. They end up losing to the Rays by a 6-5 score. It was Justin Steele on the mound for the Cubs. He struggles two and two-thirds innings, four runs on three hits, one strikeout, and three walks. They do get a home run from Patrick Wisdom. It is his second home run in as many days. The Cardinals pick up a win to go to 6-3. and three. They knock off the Marlins by a 5-1 score. The ageless one, Adam Wainwright, pitching well. He goes five and two-thirds innings, one run on on five hits, six strikeouts, two walks, as he goes to 2-1 and one with a 2.80 ERA. No home runs. By the way, so the Marlins ballpark is the only active ballpark that Albert Pujols has not hit a home run in. And he was in the lineup today, had a double, but uh, nothing more. We'll see if he hits a home run before this series is over. If not, uh, his career will come to an end without him ever hitting a home run inside of that ballpark. The Reds are in action as we speak. They trail in San Diego to the Padres 5-2. The Reds are just miserable right now as they sit with a record of 2-9. and nine. Around the Brewers minor league system, low A Carolina. They knock off Lynchburg by a 10-1 score. High A Wisconsin they defeat Quad Cities 3-2. Double-A Biloxi, they lose at Birmingham by a 2-1 score. And then Triple-A Nashville, they get a shutout win tonight, 7-0 over Charlotte. Dylan File picked up the win, his first of the year. All right, so the series finale between the Brewers and Buckos coming up tomorrow afternoon here at American Family Field. The Brewers will have Brandon Woodruff on the mound, 1-1, 7.27 ERA. Mitch Keller will make the start for the Pirates. He's 0-2 with a 9.39 ERA. 12.40 for first pitch tomorrow. That means coverage will begin at 12.05. I'll talk to you coming up on uh, Thursday night for Brewers Weekly at 8 o'clock here on WTMJ.